Let's be radically honest. There's a reason why you decided to become the professional or entrepreneur that you are today. Is it safe to say that it wasn't to be away from those you love or sacrifice yourself and your health while doing it? What if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working harder? What if stress and overwhelm were a thing of your past? Entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce is here to guide you through letting go of comparison and imposter syndrome so that you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life. Hey everyone, hello, hello, hello. My name is Ranchelle Van Bryce and welcome to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. I get to talk to you about something I am so very, very passionate about, which is becoming the CEO of your business and your life and life and business. And I say it that way because a lot of times uh, as entrepreneurs and professionals, we really focus on business and we forget that the reason why we decided to get into the things that we do is because we wanted to have a life. And so that's really why uh, one of the things I start asking people is, are you the COE, the chief of everything in your business, or are you the CEO? And there is a huge shift, uh, a huge difference in those two. So wouldn't it actually be great if you could move into the CEO of your business and create a life that used your business as a vehicle? for success. Now that can be financial success, that could be time success, that could be however you want to define success. So if we use our business as a vehicle, right, versus we have a business and we're hoping to have a life, that's usually what happens. I'm going to share more about that later on. What ends up happening is when we have a business and takes over, we become a hostage of our business. And I have found in in what I do as an entrepreneurial success coach that most successful entrepreneurs struggle with how to increase their revenue without having to work harder or sacrifice more time away from their families. And what they really want is the time and money freedom they dreamed about when they became an entrepreneur. This was my story. And this is why I decide to do what I do, because I really help entrepreneurs get their life and their business back. When you decide, and it's a choice, uh, when you decide to become the CEO, you have an opportunity to start creating a life versus making a living. I'm going to say that again. You have the opportunity to create a life versus making a living. When you decide to become the CEO, you have the opportunity to use your business as a vehicle to create the life you want. I want to share a story with you. First, I'm going to like (coughs) clear my throat. So um, I used to own several Curves for Women franchises. That was one of my very first business uh, expeditions, one of my very first business journeys. And I had multiple. So I had eight Curves at the time. And one day I was living, uh, I was in the city that I lived in, which is Tamrose, uh, Alberta, Canada. And I was working in the business. And my friend phoned me and told me that there was an opportunity uh, for me to come to a show that uh, she had an extra ticket. Now I happened to be at what we call them the club. I happened to be at the club and I said to her, oh my God, I'm like, sorry, I can't, I can't come. I'm at work. And I'm cleaning the bathroom. And I heard this long pause. 
And this is a very good friend of mine now. And she said, <coughs> okay, did you say you're cleaning the bathroom? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I worked a shift today. And so I'm cleaning the bathroom. And she said, I, you know what, we got to talk. And so she went to the show. She found someone else to have to take the ticket. And I got together with the next day. She happened to work at the Royal Bank. And she said to me, why are you cleaning toilets? And I thought, fair enough question. But I said, well, you know, what? here's what happens is like when I was growing up, my mom and dad uh, owned a hotel. And my mom used to say to me, never ask the staff to do something that you're not willing to do. Great advice for sure. And so I told Laura, you know, this is my friend, this. And she said, well, that makes perfect sense, right? Uh, when you have one. She said, Ranchelle, do you think that the bank CEO, that the CEO of the Royal Bank is cleaning toilets? Long pause, you know, dramatic music inserted. <laughs> I was like, well, no, but it's it's a bank CEO and I'm just, and then kind of fill in, the fill in the blank. Laura was great for me because she really was the first person who made me look at my business differently. That I wasn't, and I, and I say this like just a Curves franchise owner. I wasn't just a trainer. I wasn't just a coach, but I owned a company. And her asking me that question, her showing me that CEO of Curves, CEO of my Curves, CEO of the bank, it's just the way you look at things. And so when I started to see that there was some, again, some great advice that my parents gave me, but I took it a little bit further. So what was happening was I was doing things that, yes, I was capable of doing, but just because I was capable of doing it, should I be doing it? So just because you own a business and you're capable of doing the thing, should you be doing the thing, right? And I'm going to uh, spend a little bit more time and give you some examples, you know, of that. So when you decide to become the CEO, you have this opportunity to approach your business with a little bit of a different mindset. And I call it the employee mindset versus the business owner, or even more importantly, the CEO mindset. Now, I have worked for other people. In fact, up until I was 30 years old, I worked for other people. And in between a couple of companies that I owned, I was even uh, employed by others. And there certainly is a different way when you approach your business or approach a job versus approaching a business. So I found myself, even when I was working for somebody else, to start going back into, well, how much am I getting paid to do this thing? Like, what's the structure per hour, right? What's, um, when, uh, when does Friday come? Uh, and th there's nothing wrong with this, and I'm not dissing any employee, employer, uh, employee out there. I'm just saying that there's a, a different way to look at things. And when you move from even business owner to CEO, there's a whole new way to look at things. So a CEO really is required to shift the way that they think. So before I talk about some of those shifts, I really want to talk a little bit more about, are you a COE, the chief of everything, like I was? <laughs> are you the CEO? And I think there's a place to start with, let's be realistic, which is when you first open your business, 
you more than likely will be the COE, the chief operator of everything. Even if you have staff, you're going to find yourself in that place of COE. And the first time I heard this was through a business coach that I had hired. And she and I were talking about, um, this is after my, my uh, interaction with Laura. And, you know, uh, one of the questions that she asked me, she said, tell me about like the average day that you have. And so I shared it with her and she said, you know, Ranchel, this happens over and over again. And she used this example and I'm going to share this with you because this is one of my favorite ways to look at this. So let's say that uh, there's a hairdresser out there and the hairdresser is working for a salon owner. And uh, this, uh, and I'll just say she, so she is fantastic at the skill set of hair. She is amazing at doing hair, right? It doesn't matter curly hair, straight hair, thick hair, thin hair, cut and color, perm. There are people that still do perms, layers, right? Blends, I mean, just the gamut of hair. And she's so amazing that her friends and her family and probably a lot of her clients say, you should totally have your own salon. You should totally do this. You could totally, you could totally, you know, uh, be a spa owner or a salon owner. You're so great at hair. And so eventually, for whatever reason, the hairdresser decides to open her own hair salon. And then she finds out, wait a minute, <laughs> along with cutting hair, there's being the receptionist. Or even if you have a receptionist, there's training. Oh, and before training the receptionist, there's hiring, right? There's also firing. So we have like a whole HR department happening, right? There's bookkeeping, there's accounting, janitorial, purchasing, right? Setting up uh, so that the, the aesthetically pleasing, right, salons, right? Uh, sales, if she hires, you know, more hairdressers to work with her, then she's back into hiring, firing. There are so many hats that we wear, now, whether you're a hairdresser, uh, a coach or consultant, an accountant, a bookkeeper. I mean, it doesn't really matter what your passion is. You could be a candle maker, right? Uh, or be in a direct sales or MLM. It really is the same, where all of a sudden we are doing every single job that is uh, in an organizational chart, that's in a company. And some of those jobs we're great at, and some of those jobs we're not so great at. But we believe that we have to do everything. And why? This is what I hear over and over again. I don't have the money to, uh, to, uh, to be able to hire someone. I can't afford to hire somebody. And so one of the shifts that we can talk about at the mindset shift is looking at your business differently. It's not about can you afford to, but can you afford not to? Can you afford not to? Because a bookkeeper, much different skill set than a hairdresser, right? Accountant, much different skill set than a coach. Uh, there is um, this way that we show up and we believe that we have to do it. We, we have to do it all. Uh, I remember when I first opened my coaching business, and, and this is like 2000 and, oh my goodness, 2011. And at the time, GoDaddy, where I bought my domain name, was talking about how easy it is to build a website. So, of course, you know, at that time to build a website was around $5,000 for a very simple site. 
And so GoDaddy was saying, oh, it's just so easy to be, you know, to build a, uh, a website. So I decided to become a website builder. Just kidding. But I did decide that maybe I should build my own website. It was crazy making place for me. I'm not a website builder, right? I'm a coach. But what happens, again, we go back to this idea of I can't afford it, the $5,000, so I'm going to build it. Well, by the time that I gave up on building the website and decided just to, to, not just to, but go into, you know, let's hire someone so I can coach. I think I had like a hundred hours. And at that time I was like uh, charging $200 an hour (laughs) for that. So you look at all the money revenue, lost revenue that I had because I decided that I need to do everything, right? So these are just two really simple examples of the way that when you're, when you move from like employee to like boss or employer, whether it's solopreneur, business owner, entrepreneur, some of the slips that we have because we believe this thing that I can't afford to have this thing, right? And I think it's so important is to look at what are all the things we're going to talk about this um, after the break? What are all the ways that you're showing up as the COE? And how can you move out of this place of being the chief officer of everything? And I want to thank you for being here. Uh, we're going to go to commercial. You are listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle on the Inspire Choices Network. And when we return, I will continue to discuss how to become the CEO. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with entrepreneurial success coach Ranchel Van Bryce you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchell Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. Again, my name is Ranchell Van Bryce. Uh, I have been called a coach. I've been called an entrepreneurial success coach, a business coach, a life coach. I've been a business consultant. I've owned a sales and marketing agency and more. Here's the difference. I have a coaching business and not a coaching practice. There's a subtle difference. And I bring that up because 
One that requires that I coach and the other requires that I look at things through the lens of a business owner. And I'm really excited because I know that Christine is going to be speaking in later on today. And I encourage you to join her live or find the episode when she starts talking about, are you a business coach or are you a business owner? Love it. Uh, I There's no such thing as coincidences, right? And so we all kind of align together and it's such a great message. You know, many years ago, uh, as I was exiting, so leaving the world of my fitness business, someone asked me if I could do anything in the world, what would that be? And my response was to share with business owners everything that I learned about what not to do. (laughs) Everything that I learned about what not to do in business. And today is really no exception because before we went to commercial, I was sharing with you um, and asked, I guess, asking you, are you the CEO? C-O-E, oh my goodness, or the CEO of your business. And I was sharing with you the demise of the business owner. The demise of the business owner is when you realize that you've bought yourself a job. When you realize you bought yourself a job, and that's really what happened with me, right? Um, I was working with a coach and she asked me to break down all the jobs that I was doing, right? And to break down how many hours I was working. And then she had me do something just a oh, heartbreaking at the time because I was on salary. So I had set my business up that I would, uh, would take a salary. And then at the end of the year, there would be a dividend. And I would say, and I'm saying there would be a dividend because I went into my business with the mindset that it was going to be financially successful. However, and there is a however, when I looked at all the things that I was doing and I listed out every single job and I listed out how often I was doing that. So it took me some time to gather the data. And then I looked at how much I was making. I was making less than minimum wage at the time. And I was making less than the staff. And um, it was a tough moment to realize the demise. And the demise was, I had taken on, of course, the responsibility of business owner. Uh, I had taken on the responsibility of having staff, taking on the responsibility of being, at that time, the major income earner in my household. And (laughs) the sad truth was, I bought myself a job. And when I realized that, when I realized that, that I wasn't leaving things at work, that I was bringing things at home. I was under so much stress. I put so much financial pressure on myself, but other stresses as well, right? And the other stress was just trying to do everything, trying to be everything to everyone and trying to do everything uh, in, I won't even say timely fashion because it really wasn't about that. It was just really was, I didn't know any better. I didn't know how to look at my business differently. You know, I grew up in an entrepreneurial household and my mom and dad worked in their business, right? So they owned a hotel in Humboldt, Saskatchewan, and they worked in the hotel. And so it didn't occur to me to show up any other way than what I saw beforehand. Before my dad owned the the hotel with my mom, he was a partner in, um, in a furniture store. And he worked in his business, right? And he was on the sales. He he was a salesperson in um, in there, in in the, pardon me, not in the hotel, in the furniture store. So I was kind of following the footsteps of my parents where this is what you do. Like you own a business, you go to work, right? You 
sell candles, you sell memberships, you sell services, you do all the things. But there are so many other hmm, responsibilities when you become the CEO. So in creating a successful business, and I use, I pause there because I think everyone should have their own definition of success, right? We can stay as a COE, the chief officer of everything, or we can move into the CEO. So how do you do that? I have some tips for you. Now, before you um, move into too much of a panic, I'm going to share a couple of things with you. I have 11 tips. So don't get really caught up in writing them down because if you want the 11 tips, all you need to do is email me at rvb, so Ranchelle Van Bryce at igniteyoursuccess.ca. And I'll send you the tips in the PDF, right? If, you, if you're, I'm a, I'm a writer downer, so I mean, please feel free, but don't panic, right? Don't panic as I share these 11 tips. And it was so much fun really writing these down when I was asked, you know, how, how I moved from the COE to the CEO. And so as I started to think about it, I was like, these are the things that I did. So the first thing is to do an analysis of your skill set, right? So at that time, um, when I did this, I owned the Curves franchises, and I realized at that time, uh, I was a great salesperson, right? I was really good at closing sales, at getting members. I was also a fantastic sales trainer, right? Uh, those were two of like the highest pieces. I was phenomenal at networking. Uh, marketing seemed to be my jam. So sales and marketing seemed to be my jam. What I wasn't great at, true story, human resources. I struggled, struggled, struggled being a leader. And I, and I had 50 staff, right? I was trying to lead and, and I didn't have the skill set at that time to do that. Not a great bookkeeper, right? Still not a great bookkeeper, right? I'm a great coach not so much a great bookkeeper, certainly terrible accountant, but don't do my own, don't do my own books, wouldn't do my own taxes, right? Next, do an analysis of your strengths and weaknesses as a company. This is a bit different. So yes, some of your own strengths and weaknesses, like your soft skills might come in, but I really want you to look at this from a company perspective. Strengths and weaknesses as a company. Once you understand your skill set, right? Your, uh, the strengths that you have in your skill set, strengths and weaknesses, weaknesses are important, right? As well as a company, then you do uh, what I refer to as my 3D list, do, delegate, or dump. So what are the responsibilities that I still want? What can I delegate? And what, is there anything that I actually can just totally get rid of, right? Next, is when you're looking through the, uh, the, your business through the lens of a CEO, you need to have a different behavior. And uh, according to Harvard's study, and this is actually a new study. I had an old study um, when I talked about this before, but I brought in a new study. So according to a Harvard study, there are four behaviors of a successful CEO. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number one, CEOs decide with speed and conviction, right? Um, they make decisions quick and they're, and they're committed. 
to their decisions. Engage for impact. I love that, right? CEOs engage for impact. Three, adapt proactively, right? So they, they rather than reacting to, they're maybe responding to something, but even better, they're proactive. They have the, their pulse. They have their finger on the pulse of what's going on in their own business, maybe what's happening in their, I say competition, I use that word loosely. They know what's going on in their community. They're kind of ears to the ground, right? They look at things differently. They engage differently as we're talking about here and they deliver reliably. So I would say that consistent, right? There's some, certainly some consistencies in the deliverability. Now, this can be difficult if you have staff, right? Or you have people that are doing this on your behalf. And so certainly I'll be talking about how do you actually get to a place where you're delivering deliberately and you're not the person that's necessarily delivering. Another um, tip, and <laughs> I'm so sorry, is to change the way that you look at things. You want to move from what do I get from this to how can I serve my community, my staff, and my clients better? So you move into what I refer to as this, the, the servitude of, the, servi the serving of. Uh, it is a slight shift. So simple things like even rather than asking yourself, how can I get more clients from this marketing strategy or sales strategy? You look at how can I deliver more benefits? How can I look at this? How can I be of more service to my community while I'm doing this thing? The next tip is to let go of, the of your work hard to prove yourself mentality. Now, you may not have that. So I will share with you, I had to let go of, I have to work hard to prove myself mentality. Now that's actually a belief, right? That I had, I had a belief that I had to work hard. I had a belief that I had to prove myself to others. And I also <clears throat> believed if I didn't work hard, success wouldn't come. And if I didn't work hard, I wouldn't impress others. And if I didn't work hard, people wouldn't like me. So I was working really, really hard and for all the wrong reasons. And so I think one of the, one of the tips is to let, let that go right, to let go of the work hard. Now, I, in general, when I work with my clients, we talk about letting go of the whole work hard thing anyhow, and uh, moving it to this place of how about we uh, work diligently? How about we have more focus, right? Hard work to me does not sound fun. Uh, and fun is really important, right? Fun is really important. So the next tip, so I'm on tip number six, look at your business as if you were going to franchise it. Look at your business as if you were going to franchise it. So the reason why franchises like McDonald's or Starbucks or um, any other plethora of franchises are the two that are always at the top of my head. I use those as a, uh, examples a lot. The reason why they're successful is because they have systems in place, procedures in place, and policies, policies in place that anyone can follow. So it's really about looking at it through this lens of what would be the system for that? This was a game changer when I had the Curves. Now Curves was a franchise and there was so much that was systemized, but the franchise itself 
was set up so that the it was owner operator, that the business owner would work in their business. Well, I had eight Curves franchises and they weren't all in the same province even. So it, I couldn't be an owner operator. I was an owner who, who had different responsibilities within the company. So I still had some titles, right? I still had some responsibilities as far as even outside of being coming the CEO. When I started to look at like an even deeper franchise, I realized that there was inconsistencies in the training. There was inconsistencies in how we were doing the workouts. There was inconsistencies on how the bathrooms were cleaned, right? There was all of these inconsistencies. And so I looked at it through the lens of what if I was going to franchise something? What do I want people to know? And so I started to develop policies and procedures of my own within my own company. It was like, here's how you hire. Here's how you fire, right? Here's the interview questions that we all use. Here's the expectations that we have. And so things start to really have some ease and flow to it because it wasn't dependent upon a person in the, in the role, it, you know, from that perspective. All right. So number seven, build your organizational chart. What does that mean? An org chart. Who is the CEO? Do you have a, a, a vice president of sales, a vice president of marketing, a vice president of operations? Under operations, do you have like a vice president or someone who does the, the HR, human resources? This, and, you know, this is a, a really simple step. And you, can, and you can just Google simple org chart, right? It doesn't mean to be any more complicated than that. But what you want to do is you want to, when you're setting this up, this is so important because you're going to put the name of the person that's doing that role. Now, the first time you do this, your name is probably going to be everywhere, right? I'm going to tell you what to do with the org chart um, after the break. So let's go to break. I want to thank you so much. You're listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle on Inspired Choices Network. And after the break, I'm going to continue to share with you the rest of the tips as well as how to develop your org chart. Until then. Let's go to commercial. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with entrepreneurial success coach, Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. 
Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Hey, everyone, it's Ranchal again from Ignite Your Success with Ranchal. And uh, before we went to break, I was sharing 11. I know 11 tips uh, on how to successfully transition into the CEO. Don't panic. Uh, it's easy to get a hold of me, RVB, which is Ranchal Van Bryce. RVB at igniteyoursuccess.ca and just put in the subject line that you want the 11 tips. I'll send you the PDF over. So the last one we talked about before we went to break was to build your organizational chart. Chances are you're going to be in, uh, your name will be under all of those little, so you're the CEO, you're the head of marketing, you're the head of sales, you're the head of operations. What's awesome about this though, is as you're building this org chart, you can start listing uh, under their job responsibilities as well. And so you can, moving from the COE to CEO is to understand all of the things that you do so that you can hire the right people. Uh, that's huge. So what will end up happening is you're going to end up hiring people. That's how you move. That's how you move from the COE to the CEO. Next, tip number 12. Okay. so. Here's the true story. I kind of have a business crush on Richard Branson. Um, the first time I heard him speak, uh, it was I was so fascinated because at the time I had eight curves and I found out at that time, I think he had, I don't know how many, hundreds, like hundreds of businesses. And I thought, how, how is he doing that, right? Does he not sleep? What bathrooms is he cleaning? That's what I want to know, right? <laughs> so who's doing that? And so whenever I would face a challenge and wonder, should I be doing this? I would go, what would Richard Branson think? And I just, it just gave me this kind of lighthearted way for me to look at the, at the business. And so how he thinks, and then when I read his biography is everything he ran by numbers. I mean, he's extremely uh, intuitive in business as well. And, but what he, what the, I guess the major point that I got from his biography was he had people that reported to him. So not every single employee reported to him, which is where I was at at the time. So 50 people talking to me, um, but, and he had so specific people talking to him about specific things and he ran his company by numbers. So when I, when I started to think that way, I started to see that I could make some amazing and quick decisions, which is one of the behaviors that talks about successful CEOs, I can make quick decisions based on the numbers. It was, it was totally so freeing to do that. The next tip I have for you, which is tip number nine, which is to consciously decide if you're working in your business or you're working on your business. Now that's a, that's a bit of a shift, right? And you're working in your business or on your business right? Really, really important. When I'm working in my business, I am writing copy for my website, right? That's, that's a working in my business. If I'm working on my business, I've hired someone to build the website, right? So I'm not building the website myself. Someone else is doing it. 
I still may choose to write the copy, though. I may be the best person to write the copy. And I say maybe because sometimes that's not a skill set that you have and you shouldn't be writing your own website copy. Right. So so true, true that. Right. But it's it's important to know on a daily basis this thing that I'm doing. Right. This thing that I'm doing. Am I working on or in my business? Uh, Tip number 10. Set company goals and set personal goals. Now, I, as I said earlier, um, really this is talking about becoming the CEO of your life and business, having a life using your business as a vehicle. And so as a business owner, entrepreneur, right, uh, solopreneur, however, whatever hat you're wearing, chances are you uh, are good at setting company goals, if you set goals, um, you'll set company goals, but you may or may not set personal goals. And both are needed. We're not just one like tiny area, right? Like there's so many facets to our life. It's not um, in good balance. It's maybe not even healthy. I'll say that to just be focusing on one area of your life. We become very lopsided when we do that. We become very one-sided, right? And tip number 11 to decide what your boundaries are now and create the balance now. So what I mean by that. So that means uh, if your customers or clients want to get in touch with you and they're emailing you or they're texting you, when do you not respond? Right. When do you, when are your, you know, I guess loosely saying, when are your office hours? Right. Which can be kind of tricky because a lot of business owners will respond through Facebook Messenger, right? A client or or a a potential client, a a prospect, a lead will message them and they'll have, then of course they'll be messaging people back at 11 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock a Saturday or Sunday. So creating your boundaries, right? Are so, it's so important now because as you grow your business and maybe you're not the person that's going to be responding to them via messenger, I'll I'll use that via Facebook messenger. And you certainly wouldn't expect your staff to respond at 10 o'clock at night or on a Sunday or during a wedding ceremony or at a funeral or at your someone's hockey game or I mean, fill in the blank. And I think you kind of know where I'm going with this. So be clear about what your boundaries are. It's okay to have business hours. And I think one of the one of the things that's really happened in this world of accessibility with chat bots on our websites with messenger on our you know facebook business pages texting whatsapp instagram i mean oh tiktok oh what else right all of these things it becomes this why didn't you why didn't you respond to my text because it was one o'clock in the morning (laughs) or even seven o'clock at night right? Seven o'clock at night. So be clear about what your boundaries are. So that was tip number 11. Now, in tip number 10, I said it was really important that you set both company goals and personal goals. And I'm just going to kind of go back to that because what I want to share with you is setting goals is really, really important. And a lot of people don't set goals. So even though we there's lots of data out there, lots of stats that say that 80% of people who set goals have greater financial success than those people who don't. As I start to ponder that uh, last year, I started to see that there is this two kind of 
mindsets that we can come from. We can come from this pursuing goals. This is chasing goals. Um, actually, pursuing one of the definitions is to chase, to attack, to kill. Or this option of creating. And so in my business as, um, as an entrepreneurial success coach, one of the things I focus on is mindset. And we have a lot of people come from a place of lack mindset. And so we can come from lack or we can come from abundance or what some people refer to as prosperity. And so I, had, I did this really awesome, awesome quiz. I say awesome quiz. It was so much fun. I had so much fun um, building this particular quiz. And so I'm going to share with you uh, by the end of, of our time together how you can access the quiz. And the quiz is all about, do you know, are you pursuing your goals or are you creating your goals? So two ways to get a hold of me, right, is RVB at Ignite Your Success. And of course, the quiz, which I'll share after. Okay. So one of the things that um, as we're talking about these 11 tips, and I, and I, I get there's a, a lot of information there. Really, let's start with the first one. The first decision to make is, do you want to be the CEO of your company? And I think that's a really important question. I think it's a viable question because you may be in a place where you're like, no, you know what? I don't want to be the CEO of my company, you know, and it can be, you know, simply something even um, really talking about. Mm, let me see. I'll give you an example. Hmm. Someone asked me the other day about my coaching practice. Did I have a coaching practice or a coaching business? And I started to realize that my comfort level is a coaching practice, right? But the, in order for me to have the global impact that I want, I needed to shift into having a coaching business. And I shared that with you because when I had the curves, I was the CEO of my company. It was called Darmac Fitness. And I, and I behaved like a CEO. As a coach, as a solopreneur, it can get really comfy just coaching. I love coaching, right? But if I miss out on looking at my business from the business perspective on what does my business need, there, then what happens, I just stay in coaching. And there's there can be some downsides to that. For example, where's the salesperson, right? Uh, I got to tell you, if, uh, if you don't know it, if you're in business, you need to have sales conversations, right? And so we can start to look at it from that perspective, right? Where am I at in my business? So I think always um, being radically honest with yourself is super important, right? And, and in this particular instance, I'm ask yourself the question, do you, do you actually want to be the CEO you know, um, of your company? That's the first place, and I think, to start, right, is certainly at, at that perspective. Now, the other pieces of this that, that often are not talked about, um, and I briefly mentioned them earlier, is the mindset piece to becoming or to be a CEO. It is a different way of thinking, right? So I gave you the 11 tips, but you, you start to look at things differently because your responsibilities become different, right? So the responsibilities of the CEO is different than again, if I'm just working, I'm working in my business, right? So those are, I would, I would think two pieces that I briefly spoke about, but that I really didn't dig into earlier in the show 
And I um, wanted the opportunity to, to share that with you. Okay, so I mentioned, uh, of course, earlier how to get a hold of the PDF about the 11 tips to successfully transition into the CEO. And I do promise I will also share with you the URL, right, for the quiz. Um, but before we do that, uh, let's go to break. And I just want to remind you that you're listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle on Inspired Choices Network. And after the break, we're going to continue on. I'm going to wrap everything up in a bow. Thanks. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with Entrepreneurial Success Coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. All right. As promised, the URL for the quiz. So it's my first name, Ranchal, my last name, vanbrice.com forward slash pursuing hyphen or hyphen creating. I know it's a long one, right? <laughs> so ranchelvanbrice.com backslash pursuing hyphen or hyphen creating or email me. I mean, either way, it's all good. Um, one of the things that I think is also important, I want to share <clears throat> a little bit more about um, the Richard Branson story and the reports. <clears throat> one of the questions that I get asked, uh, that I ask, pardon me, a lot is the magic wand question. And I mentioned it earlier in the show. It's like when someone asked me if I could wave a magic wand around, Shaw, what would you do? And I was really clear this, this is what I wanted to do. And I made this decision in 2011 to start coaching and consulting and haven't looked back. Um, I think as you are looking at transitioning from COE to CEO, an important question to ask for you is what's that magic wand for you? If I could wave a magic wand as your coach and you could create anything that you wanted in your life and your business, what would it look like? How would you feel? Who would you be? Who would be there with you? What roles and responsibilities would you have in your company? Right? So I talked about that earlier. Uh, what roles and responsibilities would you have in your company? When I had the curves, I still was the, the main trainer. I still trained in sales. I still um, went and sold as many memberships as I possibly could. So if I was in a location, I was in there and I was, and, and I was uh, selling memberships. I was doing workouts. I love coaching. I love educating. It made sense that I would continue doing that even as the CEO, but it was a conscious decision. And it, went, and it went back to my why. It went back to what I loved about what I was doing and why I was doing the things that I was doing. And it also went back to that magic wand question, right? So when we understand why we're doing what we want to do and we, and we understand what 
we want our life to look like and how uh, the business could possibly be the vehicle to that, we still have to look at our business and go, like, what are the main components of the business? And I like to make things really, really simple. And so I, I simply look at my business as marketing, sales, and operations. I simply can break down, and when I'm working with business owners, this is how I break it down for them. Marketing, sales, and operations. And underneath, under each one of those, I call them silos, you could call them columns, call them areas. Uh, there would be different roles and responsibilities. There's different, uh, different goals and things that can happen. But when we really break down business, it becomes really simple. So we're asking ourselves what we want uh, things to look like, right? Uh, we are asking why. Why are we doing the things that we're doing? We're breaking things down to very simple. Uh, my business consists of sales. My business consists of marketing. And my business consists of operating. If you put that franchise hat on, what, um, what key points do you need to know? What key indicators are required for you to be able to run your business from anywhere in the world? That one question will shift everything. What key indicators, right? Key points, some people will call them, right? Are important for you to know so that you could run your business anywhere in the world. When I had the curves, we kept track of how many phone calls that came in and how many appointments we made from those phone calls. We kept track of how many people came in for um, a consultation and how many people signed up a consultation. I kept track of how many people worked out in a club every week. I kept track of things like how many, um, how many clients ended their contracts, so our attrition rate. We, and every week I had a report and I could run my company from anywhere in the world. I knew what those numbers meant. So if we weren't at a 90% close rate in sales, someone wasn't following the script, right? Someone wasn't following the policies and procedures. If the workouts were lower than, I think it was like at that time, it was like 45% um, of, of our uh, clientele, our customer base wasn't working out on a Monday, there was something going on at the club. It made it really simple for me to have that many, uh, that many. So um, fantastic. So the question being, uh, if I was to run my company anywhere in the world, what key points or what key indicators would I need to know? KPIs, right? What I need to know so I could run my company anywhere in the world. So what do you need to know about your business so that you don't have to be actually present? In the business, you don't have to be on the sales floor, let's say, right? What do you need to know? This question make, makes such a huge difference because what ends up happening is you um, you start to look at your business through that, through that lens. And one of the things that I discovered was that most business owners, when they first start to work with me, didn't know any of the, those numbers. They didn't know what their sales closing rate was. They didn't know how many phone calls they had in a week and how many people actually made appointments or wanted more connection, right? They didn't know um, any of those, how many people stayed with them, how many people left, like all of those key pieces uh, were, were unknown to them. How can you make business decisions if you don't know your numbers? How can you make business decisions if you're not running your reports? Now that can be as, that can be as uh, simple as, as the numbers that I gave you that can all be as simple as and complex 
and I say simple because I, I smile and kind of grin as, are you reading your P&L statements? Like, are you getting a profit and loss statement on a monthly basis? Are you looking at your balance sheet on a monthly basis? These are important numbers. We don't want to run away from numbers. We want to embrace our numbers. Your numbers tell you everything. So another component of moving from the CEO, COE, right, is really moving into this CEO position um, of understanding what your numbers are. Now, I know I shared a lot with you. I gave you 11 steps to successfully transition from COE to CEO. If you want that, please feel free to reach out to me versus me going through all of those. We talked about a mindset shift, being aware of, well, do you actually want to be the CEO or do you want to stay in the position of where you're at right now? No judgment. It's a decision. And it simply, it simply starts with that. Are you aware of and I probably didn't uh, say that so succinct um, before, but are you aware of what the cost of keeping you as the COE is, right? Are you aware of the money that you're losing by being the chief officer of everything, right? I think that's so important. Now, next week, we're going to talk about three ways to actually make more profit. Um, my other favorite topic, make more profit in your business. And I would absolutely love for you to join me while we're uh, doing that. So I want to um, leave you with four, uh, four thoughts, and I'm going to talk fast. Thinking like a CEO requires you to look at your business differently. Uh, build a life that your business is the vehicle to success, right, is, is different than having a business and trying to fit your life in. Ease and flow are possible in your business and your life. If you aren't experiencing that, then a shift is needed, and I encourage you to reach out to me. And number four, and maybe one of the most important, is you don't have to do this alone, right? You don't have to do this alone. I think one of the things that happens as entrepreneurs, we believe, whether we're an entrepreneur, you might call yourself a business owner, you might call yourself a, a solopreneur, but the thought that you have to do this by yourself can be daunting, right? And, um, and when you come from that space of you have to do this on your own, you start looking to learn new skill sets that maybe you shouldn't be learning how to do. For example... Uh, although you might be able to do your bookkeeping, do you want to do your bookkeeping, right? And so next week, when we talk about the three ways to make more profit, uh, we are going to talk about specifically about some of those pieces and I'm tie in this week's show and to next week's show. And I'm so excited to have you join me. And once again, thank you for joining me here at Ignite Your Success with Ranchal. And I am, of course, Ranchal Van Bryce, let's move you from COE to, you got it, CEO, the Chief Executive Officer versus the Chief Officer of Everything. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchal. Ranchal returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.